Hey, welcome to the House of Bliss podcast. My name is Inigo Mont... No, wait. My name is Cole Harmon. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, if you're not familiar with how this podcast works, uh, we have two types of episodes. Our main episodes are funny, long-form discussions between my co-host and I, Mark Duman. And then we've got Nuggets, which are what you're listening to now. They're just short shorter. I try to keep them short. Little thoughts, um, just me, myself talking, sharing what's inspiring me uh, while I edit the other ones that we do. So speaking of that, it takes a lot of time and effort to make this podcast happen. And I'm taking a risk by making this one of my things that I do for my job now. So if you would like to help us out and keep this going, please feel free to stop by the link in our description for our Patreon page. Basically, the way it works is you're subscribing to a different tier of monthly giving, and each one unlocks a whole new realm of goodies for you. For example, this last round, uh, we we posted the recipe for Mark Duman's famous buffalo chicken cheese dip. It is literally from God. You have got to try it. Um, and also, my band, we taught a supernatural songwriting class over Skype to a group in Denmark. It was super fun, and you'll get to hear from all of us, and that's all there. So if you subscribe, like maybe you can't do it this month, but you do next month, well, it'll all be there, and you can get access to all the backlog of it. So, pretty cool, right? Lastly, if you have any interest in me or Mark or the two of us coming to your church and speaking, I am happy to do that. That is something that I really feel like God is asking me to step out and do. So if you'd like us to come and talk and offend everyone with our antics, well, you can actually send us an email on our brand new House of Bliss Facebook page. Also, if you just want to be a part of the community, we have that going. We want to get discussions going, post funny memes, the whole bit. So yeah, hop on over to our House of Bliss. I love it. House of Bliss podcast, for some reason, was actually not available as a name. So it's facebook.com slash hobpod. I love that. All right, so let's talk about something that is going to make so many people uncomfortable, and I'm really excited about it. Some of you, I can already feel you groaning. But yeah, I gotta say that for as much shenanigans that happen out there in the name of speaking in tongues, I think the genuine deal is really a gift from God, and it is a beautiful thing that is really added to my life, has really kept my awareness of God's presence and the glory and my passion for Jesus to a boiling point for over six years Actually, no, I think it was about eight years ago that I started. Yeah, really, honestly, it is a beautiful gift. And if you don't, it's okay. I think that God really would love you to. Um, But I think, really, there's just a couple of things that kind of get in the way. So before I talk about what speaking in tongues really is, let's just talk about some of the things that maybe get in the way for us. There's there's one (laughs) that it's just weird. Yep, it's It's weird. weird. It is very weird to speak in a different language or tongue or heavenly sound. Maybe you're just making crazy noises from your spirit, your heart, whatever. That's weird. Yeah, and in a a culture that is increasingly um, more comfortable with the realm of material, it could just be weird to have these spiritual ecstatic encounters. But you know what? Part of you is just going to have to kind of get over that because God is weird. I mean, I could give you stories for days about how weird God is. Like Ezekiel, he shows up to him in a vision and (laughs) he shows him this whole 
like prophetic vision by picking him up by his hair and flying him around okay or there's the time where god <laughs> tells moses to stick his hand in his robe and when he pulls it out he has leprosy and when he puts it back in his hand is clear i mean how many of you want the spiritual gift of leprosy i don't know it's a little weird right so don't let the weirdness factor uh stop you okay Another thing is just plain fear. I think that there are so many out there teaching against this, not because it's not biblical, but because they've been traumatized by people just doing the dumbest stuff in the name of Jesus. And all I got to say to that is let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater, okay? Um, yeah, I actually used to be one of those idiots going around doing that. For example, I remember going on a mission trip to China and I just had this idea like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I just walked around speaking in tongues and maybe somebody will hear it in their own language. So I remember literally walking around Hong Kong, uh, just like going, hondo, 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 you know, and like, Obviously, people didn't really know what I was doing. I just looked like an idiot. Okay, so maybe I unintentionally started an entire sect of cessationist Chinese Christians who were like, charismatics are you. I don't know. Whatever. Another thing is we are afraid of doing something wrong, okay? Like, we're afraid that if we speak in tongues, you know, we're going to get possessed by the spirit of the Dalai Lama and end up accidentally ordering a horde of demons to come and kill our firstborn or whatever maybe not that extreme but we're just so afraid of of doing things wrong we're maybe even just afraid of wasting time you know we don't want to be caught like just speaking some gibberish for no reason like how silly would that be right but listen fear fear is not a good rudder to run your life by okay let love let the experience of jesus let the 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 happy glorious ecstatic encounter that can happen through tongues be maybe the thing that draws you to it and let's just shed that fear okay and then lastly people have maybe a misunderstanding about what tongues is now there is a story there's actually a few stories in the bible where people spoke in people of other languages were able to hear what they were saying in their own language. Okay, so that is an example of a type of tongues, but it is not the only type of tongues that exists. How do I know that? Well, today's passage that we're going to look at is 1 Corinthians 14. And in that passage, Paul talks about how literally nobody understands what you're saying when you speak in tongues, especially not even you. You don't know what you're saying when you speak in tongues. That doesn't make it invalid. It just simply means that there is a different function and type of speaking in tongues that's not the same as being out on the mission field and getting a supernatural download of a different language, okay? Another thing, too, is speaking in tongues can definitely be a language, but can also just be explosions of joy where you just make sounds. And yeah, it might be gibberish in a sense, but when you're doing it in faith, that doesn't necessarily make it legitimate. People have this problem like, well, I, you know, is it a real language or is it not? Well, I'm not sure that it's really an exact science, okay? It, it might be some of both. It might be completely not a language. It might be total gibberish, but because your mind is sort of stepping out of the way and allowing your heart to speak, I mean, this might be awkward for some people, but if you're sitting there like overanalyzing the sounds you're making when you're enjoying your spouse, 
I, you know, that's the same kind of thing. It's like, this is a deep, deep, deep encounter with Jesus that may cause you to make sounds that are not necessarily a language or not. It doesn't really matter. That's not the point. Okay. So let's talk about what it actually is to speak in tongues. Okay. First Corinthians chapter 14. I'm just going to read a piece of this to you. It says, pursue love, yet desire earnestly the spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Now, real quick, really quick rabbit trail. If you're one of those people that is just frustrated because you've asked, but you feel like you don't have the gift, oh, it's okay. When the Bible encourages you to desire something, it's because God wants to give it to you, not because... The Bible wants to build up this expectation in your heart just to cut it down and disappoint you. There's nobody who can't have the gift, okay? Jesus said, if you ask for a stone, he's not going to, or no, no, if you, if, your fa- if you ask your father for bread, he's not going to give you a stone, right? He's not a bad father. If the Bible encourages you to ask for something, it's because God wants you to have it, okay? Anyway, for the one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands, but in his spirit, he speaks mysteries. Okay, now that word mysteries is the word mysterion. It's also one of the synonyms for the gospel in the letters of Paul. So when you're speaking in tongues, your spirit is actually speaking revelation knowledge that is beyond human comprehension. Now, that is amazing for a couple reasons. Your words are loaded. In just a purely natural sense, if I were to walk into a mall and scream at the top of my lungs, fire that would have an effect on the atmosphere. People would freak out and stampede, right? It's There's power in your words. But in the spiritual side of it too, Jesus said his words are spirit and they are life. Now, Jesus Christ is not outside of you. He's inside of you. So when you're partnering with the spirit of Christ within you by speaking in tongues, you are literally speaking out the words of Christ out of your spirit and into the atmosphere. That means the angels around you are responding. It means the spirit realm around you, demons, like all kinds of, like there's a real effect on the unseen world around you when you speak in tongues. Similarly, if I go up to my friend, Justin, Hello, Justin, one of our fabulous Patreons. Feel free to visit our Patreon page and subscribe. Okay, if I speak to Justin and say, hey, you're an idiot, how is that going to make him feel? That is going to actually cut to his heart and make him feel not good, right? But if I come to him with an encouraging word, Justin, I love you. I am so glad that you're in my life. I'm so thankful for you. That is going to go to his heart and build him up. So it says um, a little later that the one who speaks in tongues edifies himself. Now, just because prophecy edifies other people, that doesn't mean it's bad to edify yourself. My goodness, people. Talk about self-care. This is a great way to practice some self-care, speaking in tongues. You're actually allowing your spirit to preach to itself in a way, okay? And that's why there's so many miracles that happen in the realm of speaking in tongues, because the words and spirit of Christ is able to leak out of you in a way that's unhindered by your mind, trying to grasp it, trying to figure out what's being said, trying to, you know, make some sort of finer theological point out of it. No, it's just like letting the river of Christ within you just flow, okay? Ha, whoa, lost my train of thought there for a moment. 
Yeah, so another point that people bring up often in attacking tongues is saying, well, if everybody's going around speaking in tongues, how come nobody's going around interpreting it? Okay, when I actually kind of agree, I remember thinking like, okay, yeah, there's a lot of people speaking in tongues, but I don't know anybody who's got like the quote gift of interpretation of tongues. And so, yeah, I was in a home group one time and I remember sitting there thinking, what if we all just practice and we ask God to give us interpretations? So it was one of the most intensely powerful encounters that uh, we ever had at our house to the point where we actually had some very noticeable angelic activity. We had gold dust appearing on people's hands. It was nuts. And so what we would do is we would have everybody stop and have one person speak in tongues, and then we would all ask God for the interpretation. And, you know, it kind of felt like giving a prophetic word. It's like all of a sudden, I don't know how I knew. It wasn't like I heard my own language. It was just suddenly I saw these pictures in my mind, and the meaning was conveyed to me. And when we would share the meaning, uh, it would just be powerful, powerful. Okay, another thing that people uh, don't know what to do with is why does it always seem to be so human? In the sense like, yeah, you know, sometimes people interpret a tongue and it comes out in like King James English or something. And here's what I think about that. If we are all united with Christ, if Christ is in us and we are in Christ, Look, God is not trying to erase your humanity. He likes your humanity. He likes your distinction. And so if one person just really connects with the King James Bible or something, then when they hear prophetic words or whatever, like God's going to kind of speak to them in a way or even speak through them in a way that kind of mirrors what really speaks to them on a heart level. Okay, I kind of think about it like I remember um, doing dramas in high school and like they'd have these lighting rigs where it's just a, literally just a light bulb and you would put a colored filter in front of it. So if God is like the light shining through us, then we, our humanity is like the filter. There's blue, there's green, there's different ways that God shines uniquely through each one of us. And I think that's something to be celebrated, not something to be feared. Yeah. So what do we do with that? Speaking in tongues is awesome. It's a great thing, but how do you do it, right? I know a lot of people get offended by the concept that you can teach people to speak in tongues, but let me just share how I started and then let me share how I think you can get started, okay? I remember one night in worship, I will literally never forget this for the rest of my life. It was just a powerful, anointed time of worship. The Holy Spirit, I was just, I was wrecked, right? And I remember having this thought like, man, I really wish I was experiencing this in my city. So I just started praying. And I remember praying in English, Jesus, I want to see this in my city. Like, get, help me understand what's happening here. And I started praying for people by name. And it, it it was like I was so into it that before I knew it, it's like the images in my mind, the thoughts in my mind were moving so quickly that my mouth wasn't able to keep up. And I just found myself kind of starting to drift off into this different language. And as I leaned into it, I was like 10 times more wasted in the presence of God. Oh, I could feel the Holy Ghost just flowing through my being as I was praying. And it's like my mind wasn't quite there, but I knew that what was going on was God, okay? So that's a good example of being taken over. But for some people, it just starts with a little bit of faith, okay? 
is there a crime that I'm not aware of of speaking gibberish? It's not a bad thing. It's just an uncomfortable thing. Uh, so sometimes people just in faith will say a little bit, but then there is a definite, real, supernatural switch that flips, and you can tell, like, wow, this is not me saying bop doop bop boo Like, there's actually something coming through me now, okay? It's just like when you sing... I, I don't know how many of you lead worship, but... You know, sometimes you start out singing worship and you're just singing a song and, and, and it feels natural. There's nothing wrong with it. But then all of the sudden, there's this holy switch where you realize, wow, this is not just me and my talent carrying this. This is something beautiful and a beyond me is moving through me right now, okay? So try, just try to lay aside the fact that it's weird for a moment and just kind of let it happen. So I would encourage you, if that's something you want, just ask. Just ask because God wants to give it to you. And maybe wait till you're in a moment where you really are aware of the presence of God, where you can really trust what's happening. And then just maybe by yourself, just start to speak a little bit. Just say a couple of syllables and you might find yourself just carried off on the train. If not, maybe ask some friends who do it to help. The bottom line at the end of the day, it is a beautiful practice that I believe is for everyone. It The point of it ultimately is love. So please don't be crazy about it and just go <laughs> randomly like screaming at people in tongues is not going to help. It's only going to help you. Okay. But the Bible is all for it. Um, you can be all for it. The key is to just not have fear. Okay. Let's just take our fears and throw them away and enjoy this amazing gift that God gave us. Hey there, real quick. Uh, I'm in a different room now. While I was editing this, it occurred to me to say that some of you also might be somewhat traumatized by religion that tells you you're not filled with the Holy Spirit if you don't do this or whatever. So if you have any questions about this, please feel free to ask in the comments on our House of Bliss Facebook page. I would be so happy to kind of dive into this with you guys. Thanks.